Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood is, it's really cool because we just get the chance and opportunity to chat with our neighbors. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Octavius Davis. Oh, I like how that rhymes. He's with the Family (laughs) Support Services. Octavius, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Colby. I really appreciate the opportunity to join you today. For sure. Now, Now, give me a rundown on who Family Support Services is. Yes, Family Support Services of North Florida is a lead agency here in North Florida with fostering adoptions and family preservation. So our entire focus and goal is to focus on families creating safe environments for children, whether those children are with a foster parent, with an adoptive parent, or working to ensure we can keep the biological family unit together here in the Jacksonville and Nassau community. You just said that super clean and clear, but that's not the reality. Like, how do you even begin to do that? Well, you know, we have some amazing community partners uh, in the in, in Jacksonville and Nassau County. So from Daniel Kids, Jewish Family and Community Services, and National Youth Advocacy Program, they actually provide the caseworkers for us to be able to get into the homes within the community to provide whatever services those families may need. So, um, you know, unfortunately, if, it, if there's a situation where a child has to be removed from their biological home and temporarily placed with a foster family, those caseworkers ensure that those families receive the additional support that they need, the foster families receive the additional support that they need while they have the child in, the, in their care. But then we also work to help the bio family get the services that they need so that they can ensure that they bring, um, get the parenting skills or whatever was necessary to have the child removed from the home. We make sure they get the support to bring things up to snuff so that the child can be placed back into their care as long as it's safe for the child to go back home. And what's some examples of what the bio family might need? Um, so one example of what a bio family may need, let's say you, you may have a new parent who you know ha- may have a newborn and they just don't necessarily have all of the parenting skills or, or the knowledge to be able to properly care for that child. So we're able to provide them with those additional resources in the form of classes that they think that they can go to uh, to help them gain that additional knowledge and skill sets. And there are times where that parent is partnered with a mentor of sorts to help them be able to better prepare so that when the child is placed back in their care, uh, they're able to parent that child successfully. And then during the meantime, while these children might be with the foster family, what kind of support services are you providing them? Well, for the foster families, those uh, supports range in a few different areas. So whether it's child care, whether it's health care through uh, Medicaid, I believe it is, that we provide for them, or even additional financial assistance. Uh, As a father of five children, uh, it it can be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. The needs of a child, <laughs> right? So, if you have a a foster family who already has biological children of their own, and now 
you, uh, a child comes into care and is placed with this family, you know, that, that extra mouth to feed or, you know, additional clothes to provide for that child, we like to provide additional supports and services for that family uh, to be able to, you know, take some of the edge off of the financial responsibility. When you sign up to become a foster parent, do you automatically get extra money? Well, that's a great question. Well, the Department of Children and Families already has um, funds set up to be able to be an additional support for those families. However, it does require for the foster parent to become licensed to gain access to those those funds. So as long as a a foster parent goes through the process. There's a six-week training called Pride that they must go through to get licensed. Um, there's a background check and um, a home evaluation. A, a lot of different steps that they have to go through to make sure that it's a safe environment for the child to go to. Once they become licensed, uh, at least as a level one foster parent or higher, they'll then have access to those additional funds. But then, like you said, expenses come out of nowhere. A kid breaks an arm, you have to take them to the doctor. Yeah. Just these crazy expenses. They're, they're growing and they're hungry and they need more food. And that's where FSS steps in in just one way by providing extra finances. Absolutely. Um, and so now what events do you have upcoming up or coming up, Octavius, where you're serving that foster care families? Well, Kobe, you know it's back. Yes, and... I know. What the heck? In like two weeks. <laughs> And literally, like, yes. And so it, it creeped up on, on everyone, I think, as it always does every year. Um, but, you know, back to school time is a time where for parents, it's, it can already be a high demand to make sure that the child has the school supplies that they need, the clothes that they need to go back to school. Well, for these children who have come into care, that need is there for them as well. Mm-hmm. So an event that we have coming up, it's called Pax for Jacks. And what Pax for Jacks is, it's an opportunity for us to provide school supplies and backpacks to children in care so that they can also experience going back to school despite what their home situation may be like. The goal is to help them feel a sense of normalcy mm. going back into the school year because stability is so, so important to, to kids in general, specifically children in care. And so we wanted to be able to make sure that they, too, can go back with the necessary school supplies that they need uh, this school year. Now, if I can just give a a quick breakdown on the history of this program, because it's had to evolve over the past year and a half. So um, about, you know, two years ago and even in years past, Florida Blue has been a tremendous partner with helping us be able to provide school supplies and backpacks to children in care. But the way that it was done previously uh, we would hold uh, triannual trainings. Those are uh, three times a year we provide training services to our foster parents. Well, one of the uh, trainings takes place in August, but a year and a half, two years ago, these trainings used to take place in person. Mm-hmm. And so what would previously happen, as like a little incentive <laughs> to motivate the, the parents to come out to the training, we would also say, hey, and by the way, after the training, you'll be able to get your school supplies and backpacks for your children in care so that they can uh, kick off the school year successfully. Well, of course, we, we hit unprecedented times with mm-hmm. COVID. However, the need for school supplies did not diminish for these children in care last year. So 
what we did at Family Support Services, we put our, our minds together to figure out how we could still go about providing these supplies, but minimizing the risk for our employees, our sponsors, and especially our families and children in care. So what we did was we converted the program from being an in-person event. We gave it a new snazzy name, Pax for Jack. <laughs> And we had to kind of, logistically, we had to change some, some things up a bit. So we had an opportunity to contact a wholesaler of school supplies out of New Jersey. And what we discovered was that they provided backpacks, the paper, pencils, crayons, scissors. I mean, anything that you would need for a back-to-school kit, they already had it. So what we looked at as an organization was, okay, why don't we go ahead and create a Shopify store already have these pre-packaged book bags available to our Shopify store and therefore our sponsors or community donors can just simply go to packsforjacks.com which is where our Shopify store hosts these items purchase one or 20 or however many backpacks they need and then on our end on the back end we already will have those items so that we can provide those backpacks to the caseworkers. The caseworkers then provides the backpacks to the children in care. They're able to successfully start the school year with everything they need, and we've minimized the risk of, you know, large groups of people coming together. So um, that's how Packs for Jacks has evolved, and that's what we're in the midst of right now. Because, Colby, with the increase of COVID, we currently have over 1,400 kids in care. That we're providing backpacks for this year. 1,400 kids. A huge number. 1,400 kids. And just to kind of give you some, some context, last year we provided for a little over 1,100 kids in care. Why do you yeah. think it's gone up so, so much? Well, you know, unfortunately with the pandemic hitting, it's, it's impacted a lot of families in a lot of different ways. And so we did see an influx of kids coming into care last year. Now, unfortunately, I can't tell you the, the exact cause of, mm-hmm. of that number going up, but we do know that the, the, uh, the pandemic has impacted that with more kids coming into care. And so with that number increasing, you know, our goal is to meet the needs of these kids. And so it's required us to knock on a few uh, doors throughout the community in terms of corporate partners. And I'm glad that, you know, Florida Blue has decided to come back and assist us once again this year as a partner. Holland and Knight uh, Law Firm has agreed to come on board this year as a sponsor. Sunshine Health uh, they've answered the call, as has the Ritz Theater and Museum. So now, with us having this Shopify store, we're also looking to the community mm. to assist us by going to PacksForJacks.com. And the thing about it, Kobe, they can purchase or rather donate to these kids for less than 20 bucks because the backpacks cost less than 20 bucks to provide for one child. And you know what's crazy? I just read this statistic that school supplies has gone up 14% over the past year. And the average parent, I literally just read this because I'm one of four. So similar to you, my parents spent a ton of money on school supplies. But this year, parents are expected to spend 614 bucks per kid. So the fact that we can just donate $20 and make an impact is insane. And I'll tell you, as a father of five, mm-hmm. Kobe, I can tell you that that statistic is absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you multiply that from my household. Now, now, thankfully, 
three of our girls, they're, they're young adults now. You know, two are serving in our military. Mm. Uh, the other, she's off on her own. So we only have two kids remaining here at home. So, you know, we're, we're going to breach, you know, a, 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 maybe a thousand bucks this year for back to school. But a few years ago, when all five of them were home, oh, God, we had to save up for like three months leading up to back to school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hand me downs galore. So you guys. Hey, come on. <laughs> are, so just to make it clear, does Family Support Services yeah. need physical donations like backpacks and and crowns and rulers or do they need money excellent question uh no we do not need the physical backpacks yes we do need money but we're not asking for the community to give the money directly to us we're asking the community to visit our shopify store packs the number four jacks.com and they can do their donation right there on the website by either electing uh which book bag they want to get. They can get a book bag for a child who's in VPK, elementary, middle, or high school, or they can simply elect to do a gift card for as little as five bucks. Mm -hmm. And then what we do on our end, we'll just apply that gift card to the backpacks uh, for that donor. So yeah, there are a a number of different options once someone goes to the website, but no, we're not asking for people to, to bring backpacks to our doorstep. Just simply go to PacksForJacks.com and make a donation there. Well, again, I have the privilege of chatting with Octavius Davis. He's with Family Support Services of North Florida. And we've been able to go over a lot of things. But right now, we're kind of hitting on your most recent event, Pax for Jacks. And Octavius, yes. there's so many needs in our community, especially with the foster community. So why did yes. you choose to fulfill this need of school supplies? We do our best to fulfill all of the major needs that a child would typically need throughout the year. So for the fall, it's backpacks and school supplies. During the holiday season, it's Christmas gifts that we provide through our Be an Angel program. And in the spring, it's Easter baskets that we like to provide for our children in care. So, you know, we, we really seek to do our best to cushion that blow of coming into the foster care system for our children by helping them once again to experience stability and some sense of normalcy um, as any other child their age uh, during the different seasons of the year. Well, thank you so much for for fulfilling that need. And I want to switch gears a little bit from Packs for Jacks now to those of us who, who have this need in our hearts or this desire to possibly become foster parents. Is that something yes. they'd reach out to you for? Excellent question. So they can go to our website, FSSJacks.com. Dot com. Uh, I'm sorry, dot org, if they'd like to foster. They're on our website. There's a lot of information about the supports that we offer and the need that's really current in our community for foster parents. And one of the things that I've noticed since working with the organization and within the foster care system, it's really a calling. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you truly have to have a heart for uh, meeting the needs of these children because when that child comes into your home, it's it's like a child of your own. I mean, mm-hmm. they need love, they need support, they need patience, they need understanding. No different from any other child. And for children who come into the system of care, there's an additional layer of for a potential foster parent to either already be trauma sensitive or be willing to go through our trauma sensitive training. Uh, it's called CORE because these kids are trying to process, you know, how their world has been turned upside down. And when you have 
chosen to open up your heart and your home to that child, you know, it's going to be a journey for the both of you to understand what the other has gone through, but to still meet that child's need with the love and support as they're going through this process. So yes, fssjax.org is where someone can go if they're interested in becoming a foster parent. Uh, There's a inquiry form on our website that they can complete and our recruiter whose name is Kelvin. I think you had an opportunity to talk with Kelvin last year even. Uh, Kelvin, he's our our recruiter for uh, potential foster parents and he also deals with retention. So, uh, you know, Kelvin, he'll follow up with them and have a conversation and see if we're able to continue them through the process of of becoming licensed in a foster parent here in our community. And there's a lot to it, but Octavius, what would you tell people who are kind of teetering with the idea of possibly becoming a foster parent? You know, I am a firm believer in getting as much information as you can so you can make a decision based on full information Mm. versus partial information. So for someone who may be on the fence, it could be because there's just still a few pieces of information they don't yet have or some concerns that they may still have, but I think additional information can help clear it up for them. So even for those individuals, I would encourage them to still go to our website, complete the inquiry form, have a conversation with Kelvin. Mm -hmm. Once you've had that conversation with Kelvin, it may be an opportunity for you to go and have another conversation. We do what's known as like a a, a face-to-face. We call it a face-to-face, but it's virtual right now because of uh, COVID. But even during that session, we share even more information. So I would encourage those individuals to just continue getting as much information as they can so they can make a decision based on full information. And I'm sure a lot of us think there is no way in heck I could be a foster parent. But what's the truth (laughs) to that? What are you looking for in these foster parents? Excellent question. So uh, there are a few, you know, prerequisites that a person may have, must have. You must at least be 21 years old. Uh, You must be a U.S. citizen. You must pass a background screening. You must have a valid Florida's driver's license, a vehicle in working condition, and current auto insurance. Those are just some basic standards that we look for. Um, things that are intangible, because the things that I just mentioned are mm, tangible, the yeah. intangible things that we're looking for. Are, are you compassionate? Are you patient? Are you loving? Do you have the ability to experience a, a child having a bad day and not label that child as being a bad child. No, they're just a child who had a bad day. Can you separate the behavior from the child and still continue to love them and support them as they're going through this transition period in their life? So those are some of the things that we're looking for, good quality foster parents here in our community that can absolutely place some uh, seeds of positivity and love into the hearts of our children. And I'm sure you can say this after having five kids, but you're not always going to feel loving and you're not always going to feel compassion or patience. And that's okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. That because we're human, that's Mm -hmm. natural. Right. And, and that too is, is a part of the process. Just as I mentioned, you know, every kid doesn't have a good day. Some kids have bad days. Sometimes as parents, we have bad days, Mm -hmm. but, you know, the resiliency of a parent to be able to bounce back and go to that child and say, you know, I realized that I probably didn't handle that situation the best way I could have. 
I'd like to apologize for that. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect either. Can we start over? Now, I can tell you, as a father, I've had to do that probably more times than I can count. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) Uh, But I, 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 I believe that my children have appreciated me being vulnerable and honest with them and me holding myself accountable Mm. that, hey, I realize I'm not perfect either. I'm trying to figure this thing out just like you are. I missed the mark. Will you forgive me? And can we keep moving forward together? That's that's really what it's about. I I think at the end of the day, just being honest and being vulnerable. And that's what Family Support Services is here to do is stand beside you while while you encompass those characteristics. And I want to backtrack a little bit for Pax for Jacks. Octavius, tell me again how we can donate and how long donations are going to be available for. Absolutely. So if you'd like to contribute to our Pax for Jacks program, you can go to our website, paxforjacks.com. While they're on the website, you'll notice that there are different categories that you can contribute towards. You can either purchase backpacks for our little ones in BPK, our kids in elementary school, our kids in middle or high school. Those backpacks are less than 20 bucks. If you're in a situation where you truly want to give and 20 bucks may be difficult for you to come by, we recognize that as well. You can even donate towards a gift card. They're on the website for as little as $5. But PacksForJacks.com is the website where you can get that done. And when is this closing? Uh, it ends on September 1st. So we have over 1,400 kids that we are vending. Vim- I, I can say the word, but it just jumped out of my mouth, so I'm going to say diligently. <laughs> We're diligently working to uh, provide for backpacks for these 1,400-plus kids in the community, so anything uh, that you and your family could do to help us along that road would be greatly appreciated. And this event is em- ending September 1st, but what other events do we have to look forward to with Family Support Services? Absolutely. So. Um, you know, we also service Nassau County, so we do a completely different back-to-school drive for our kids there in Nassau County, which, you know, I'd love to give a kudos to the Marauders uh, Golf Club out in Amelia Island. Uh, they've come on and have fully taken on our Tee It Up for School program for our kids in Nassau County with providing school supplies for them. And then November 1st, we kick off our Be an Angel holiday gift-giving program. Uh, Just very quickly about that, once again, for us, the goal is to help our children in care feel a sense of normalcy and stability. And so we give the kids an opportunity to make three wishes. Uh, They get a budget of $150, and they come up with three wishes that they would like for Christmas. Uh, Our team at Family Support Services, we then work to galvanize community members, organizations, and businesses uh, to help meet those needs that the children put out on their wish list. And then the caseworkers go and they deliver those Christmas gifts to the kids Mm. in December. So last year was absolutely amazing the way the community showed out for us. And so we're hoping to be able to uh, step up to the plate and meet the challenge again for our kids in care this year. Okay, so much to look forward to. And then one more thing, Octavius, if we're, again, kind of toying with the idea of possibly becoming foster parents, but we want more information, where do we go and who do we contact for that? Yes, you can go to FSS, that's Frank, F as in Frank, S as in Sam, S as in Sam, Jax, J-A-X, dot org. Right there on our website, you can go to our foster tab, and you'll see an inquiry form that you can complete. Once you complete that form, it's going to directly go to our foster parent recruiter and uh, retention specialist, Kelvin Lewis. 
He'll then follow up with you with a phone call and begin answering whatever questions that you may have about potentially becoming a foster parent. Okay. Well, Octavius, thank you so much for all you're doing, and thank you for being such a sweet neighbor in our neighborhood. Oh, my pleasure, Kobe. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week, and if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio. Bay Meadows and Mandarin areas. Great news. Tunis Fresh and Fast is now open on Bay Meadows Road at Old Kings Road. Seven days a week from 10 till 10. Enjoy burgers, fish, chicken salad and wings, gyros, oysters, shrimp, and more. Call and your order will be ready. 904-551-0453-551-0453. The grand opening is going on at Tunis Fresh and Fast. 5201 Bay Meadows Road. Come by and say hello to Z, the founder. Ah, there's no place like Panera, where a bite of the toasty, saucy chipotle chicken avocado melt tastes like, oh, focaccia. A cool and refreshing strawberry poppy seed salad al fresco is so sweet. And a cheesy chipotle chicken and bacon flatbread pizza in your favorite booth feels just right. So treat yourself, because there's no place like Panera. Order on the app today. Restrictions apply. Visit PaneraBread.com. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish uh... is pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah. I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains, dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires.
Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is John Green. He's the operations officer for Operation Barnabas. John, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you, Colby. It's an honor. It's such a privilege for everything you guys do. Now, give me a rundown on what Operation Barnabas is all about. So we're the Clay County, Northeast Florida kind of hub for veterans assistance, uh, especially battling homelessness and uh, veteran suicide. And how did this even begin to start? So our founder is uh, O.C. Trey Fagan, and uh, he was a Marine recon sniper 17 years in the Marine Corps and uh, had a uh, stellar career, but came back and uh, suffered a TBI and also was uh, battling PTSD. Mm-hmm. And that led him down a very dark path. And uh, it actually led him to go on AWOL and uh, was jeopardizing his marriage and his career. He went AWOL on a Tuesday. Four of his Marine buddies showed up and said, we'd love you too much to let you do this. And if mm-hmm. we have to physically take you, we're, we're taking you to get help. And so they got him into a VA program, which led him to AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, which then led him to a local church here in the Northeast Florida area where he got saved and uh, baptized and just really uh, began a passion to want. And, and uh, that's where I met him. Uh, he was getting baptized in a horse trough. Here no way. And, uh, really wanted this. My wife and I just said, you know, we really want to, to mentor the next couple or, or family that we see come through here that's on this journey. And so started out as a mentor relationship, turned into a friendship later turned into a brotherhood brotherhood and um and since then um he just has a passion to help veterans we brought on more people more help god has sent us just more more help we have raylan heck now as our lead officer so trey is still the founder and uh but he has relocated his family back home to north carolina so raylan heck stepped right in and uh took over that lead officer role we have blake childress who's stepped into a uh, mentorship role he is in charge of our mentors and um and uh so it's just it's growing and it's a it's a great thing all from for this passion of, of trey's so what's it look like i mean Trey's life was turned upside down and thankfully he had those buddies to come alongside him and kind of shake him up and then obviously the Lord. So what's it look like for you guys to actively shake up other vets? So we kind of use that same model. So Trey, we called it Operation Barnabas because Barnabas in the Bible uh, means son of encouragement and Mm. that's what Barnabas did. He was Paul and the other disciples kind of sidekick guy and he you know, doesn't get a lot of the publicity that some of the other disciples yeah. do, but um, but he his name, son of encouragement. That's just that's what Trey does and, and did, and that's what we all do now. We've kind of taken that same uh, uh, template where every veteran that comes through our program is assigned a one to one mentor, and I think that's what's different from any other you know uh, group out there. Is these guys have a Barnabas in their life that is walking with them. Um, helping them one piece at a time, one day at a time, put their life back together and get whole again. And that's that's huge, is having that person that you can pray with, you can will listen, will help you set meaningful, measurable, and manageable goals for the week and, and, and hold you accountable to that. Um, so we really are proud of that that Barnabas piece, that mentor piece that kind of sets us apart. We also, of course, do, we help, you know, we partner with Mercy Auto to get vehicles. We partner with uh, the Stay Suites of America, Orange Park, to, to put a roof over their head. 
We partner with local businesses to find employment for these guys. So uh, we're now uh, one of the projects for Impact Clay. We're really uh, excited about that. Impact Clay is a is a hub of uh, uh, projects in Clay County, just helping people uh, drive positive change. Uh, it's a collaboration of, of, of faith-based businesses, government, um, all coming together. And so we were chosen as one of the projects for that uh, just recently. And so that's really going to help us even uh, grow even bigger and better. Before we get into the practicality of everything that Operation Barnabas does, you said that you help these guys get whole. Do a lot of them even realize that they're not whole, especially after coming back from being in the military? Yeah, so we get applications and calls from, and, and really it's ama- it's just amazing how the word is spread. I mean, I, I've gotten calls from as far away as Idaho, Oklahoma, mm. San Antonio, Texas, South Florida, and, and uh, so it's pretty amazing that, uh, you know, we're focused on our, our little co- our community here, but the word is spreading. Um, so when they call us, uh, they really have for the most part most of them by the time they get they, they're they're ready and we have a vetting process we, we we interview them we go through a pretty thorough interview process and um because that's what we we tell them we're not a hand out mm. we're a hand up and that's completely different because there's a lot of people that are just looking for a hand out but they're not really ready to have that transformation like trey was trey will tell you that you know he had reached that point where he knew he needed the help and if he didn't get that help, um, and if he didn't ask for that help, you know, things were going to take a really a, a dark turn. So um, that's where we intervene is we want to intervene at that point where they're turning, you know, they've reached that that low spot, but they realize that they really want to get better and they really want to change. And um, and that's where we uh, that's where we step in. So what's the difference for y'all between a handout and a hand up? So. For example, when their mentor meets with them, so when the mentor has a, we we ask our mentors that we put them through a training, and the mentors are, uh, we ask for one one check in a week, uh, whether that's in person or over the phone, uh, and at that check in, we're setting meaningful, measurable, manageable goals, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, if the veteran needs transportation, so they don't have a reliable car, we partner with Mercy Auto. They go to auction on Tuesdays and they find us reliable vehicles, fix them up, get them ready to put back out into the into the fleet. Um, we'll say, okay, what's this car is going to cost two thousand dollars? What can you contribute to that? What's a manageable mm. goal that you can contribute to that vehicle? So we're not just going to write the whole check for two thousand dollars and say, here's your car. They have some skin in the game too, and that's and so everything we do, whether it's a car, a job, you know, if they're looking for interviews, we'll say, hey, here's three companies we know right now that are hiring, but they're expected to get on the phone, and make the connection, okay. fill out the application. So it's so it's kind of a fifty fifty kind mm-hmm. of thing, and that's what's again is different. Which we're not a handout is I'm gonna just give it to you. Here's mm-hmm. everything. We say here's here we'll go here. You come here. <laughs> we'll meet you in the middle, and you do. And so and as we meet those goals we celebrate that you know we really mm-hmm. just you know encourage them that's what barnabas hey great job awesome you know we uh i bought some work shoes for a young lady today because she went out on her own got a job and uh came back super excited but she said hey it's a job that i'm going to be on my feet a lot um you know I, I really need some work shoes but i don't have a paycheck yet so i went to academy this morning and mm-hmm. got her a pair of shoes 
And uh, so here we go. And so uh, that was really cool to be able to present those to her. And she was super excited that, you know, she's like, wow. Uh, but she went out and got the job. She yeah. worked hard. She did the interview and she uh, she did her part. So so we meet them halfway. Keep telling me about the programs y'all offer, like whether it's something as small as, hey, here's some new work shoes or, hey, here's a connection I have with a company that's hiring. What does it look like when we come to Operation Barnabas for help? So we we use the analogy of a triage. So when you go to the emergency room, there's a there's a process that they follow to see who needs help the most. And and then so we have a triage where we look at the veteran, where are they? When we talk to their mentor, what do they need? And so obviously we know the the pieces of the puzzle that make a person whole and can and can be a positive contributing healthy person in society you need reliable transportation you need you need a job that that you love to do and you care about and makes a difference and you need uh, people in your life you need life groups so we actually have life groups now that meet on tuesday evenings at the hotel and then also sunday mornings here here at the church so again they can come be connected uh, with other veterans and with other people that are making those positive transformations in their life so so every veteran's a little bit different because they all come to us at different levels and different you know needs and uh but we just start like i said start with the, we start with the small things and start building up i took a veteran this week uh to get his driver's license so mm. obviously we're not looking at a car right now because he didn't even have his driver's license uh so we went through the process he he found out which fines he needed to pay and which company this and that and that and so uh then finally once we got all that square we went down to the dmv and and took care of that and it was cool it was like a like taking a 16 year old to get his license yeah. for the first time it was really cool seeing that big smile on his face oh. um but like i said so they so every every veteran's a little bit different but mm-hmm. it's that same triage of let's put it back together one piece at a time uh so that they can get back out there and again but then also getting them really this is important getting them involved in life groups where they're around other people who are making that same positive change that's that's a huge piece of the puzzle too and john why do you think it's veterans who have such a difficult time returning back to quote-unquote normal life so i'm the concerned civilian in this organization yeah. and so but what they're telling me but uh, talking to Raylan, talking to Trey, getting to know these guys over the years. Um, you know, when you're in the military, obviously everything's regimented. Somebody's telling yeah. you what to do, where to go, when to go. I mean, it's very uh, orderly and very, you know, do this, do that. And so when all of a sudden you're, you're back into civilian society, you don't have that. You don't have that kind of structure. You don't have those things. Plus, if you've seen combat or been in combat or been in those kind of situations, um, you know, you've seen death, you've seen, you've lost friends, you've lost people that Dang. you love and care about. And you've had to, to see that. And, and they, these guys have seen things that, that, you know, we, we never have, have had to deal with. And so I think it's a combination of, you know, not having that structure, not, you know, having seen things that you can't unsee. And then, and then there's also just kind of like anybody, when you transition from one career to another, you know, what is my purpose? What yeah. is my plan? What, what am I, what am I doing now? You know, I'm back here and, 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 um, you know, where, where do I go from here? So a lot of times we have guys in our program in our hotel that have degrees that have college degrees and they yeah. have, you know, they've, they've, uh, we, we had a, a JAG attorney through our program at one time. So it's, it's not just, you know, uh, you know, particular branch of the military. It's not just a particular, it, it, it can affect anyone. And it really just starts with that lack of purpose you know where where do i go where do i fit in this this uh this new season of my life and um and a lot of times that leads to them making bad a lot of times what happens is they start making bad decisions they make that Mm -hmm. first bad decision which leads to the second to the third 
and what I call I call it the death spiral. It just kind of just spirals. And uh, and that's where we usually find them. Well, again, we have the privilege of chatting with John Green. He's the operations officer officer for Operation Barnabas. And John, I'm not familiar with the military, any of this, what these guys are going through. But what can we do to help y'all? So we, we also work with our local first responders. We have deputies and, and, and fire and rescue. We have young ladies from, from the, the, the EMT department we're working with right now. So we also want to make sure you know, let people know we're working with our our local um, first responders also to be that resource for them. Uh, but what we need uh, first and foremost is obviously people's prayers. You know, these, these men and women are, are making that turn. They're turning their lives around and we all know how difficult that is that yeah. is a huge challenge to make that turn so those prayers of, and, and and just messages of support too i mean if they would just go to our website go to our facebook instagram and just say hey guys we're praying for you we, we love you guys we support the military we support our first responders because unfortunately and we know this to be true we know the media right now mm-hmm. all you hear is a lot of negativity and that's sad because we know that 99% of the interactions with our first responders, with our military, are, are positive. These are men and women. These are fathers. These yeah. are these are wives and husbands. And I tell people all the time that 22 veteran suicides a day, you know, that's not just a number. That's, that's another you know, slogan out there. It's not just a number. It's a name. But I take that a little bit farther. 22 is not just a, a number. It's not just a name. Those are Those are stories. Those are people's mm-hmm. families. Those are families. And so when a veteran commits suicide, it's not just one person affected it's generations that are affected um and and because those questions will never go away why why did that person do that why did they feel that they were at that point so we really need prayers and we need messages of encouragement write letters send us letters you know just really encourage these guys to to keep going and then secondly obviously we we need mentors that is a huge need someone who will walk with these mentors these veterans one-to-one once a week checking in with them uh, we we need female mentors we need male mentors we need civilian mentors you don't have to be in the military you just have to be somebody who wants to make a difference and we'll take you through the training we'll we'll share with you how to do it but um but like i said we need mentors and then finally we need provision because for the first time since 2016 since i've been a part of this we've we've the need has outgrown what we have so we actually have had to put people on waiting lists We've had to turn people away. We've had to say no, and I hate saying no. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to say yes every single time that we're going to do this and we're going to meet you halfway. And, and unfortunately, like I said, we're we're, we're outgrowing that. And, and uh, so we need help. We need people to go to our website. We need people to do- donate, become automatic monthly partners with us. Even if it's just we ask for $16 a month is the minimum. And that's what the year that Trey got saved. And uh, so that's where we came up with mm-hmm. 16. But anything someone can give, anything that people can, can help us with, um, it goes directly to the veteran. We are paying for cars. We are paying rent. We are doing deposits. I just put a veteran in his house uh, this week, too. It was incredible. Me and the team got to go over there, and we got to to just shoot a video with him. And seeing him stand on his own front porch, Yeah. I mean, that was huge, you know, and that was that's what we need. We we want more of those stories because they never, ever, ever get old. On average, where are you getting the money from, from these monthly volunteers or pardon donors? It's it's mainly grassroots right now, Um, just people donating, people out Mm -hmm. there that care and want to make a difference. We're starting to get some grants come in. Like I said, we're reaching out and being a part of Impact Clay now. We are so thankful for Impact Clay to to invite us to be part of the project. What's uh, that? Um, So Impact Clay is a a, uh, Clay County initiative to uh, find solutions to Clay Countywide problems. So they're bringing together the private sector, the nonprofit sector, the public sector, and the faith-based sector 
sector all together kind of in a hub so that when people have needs um they're we they're directly right there here's where you go you're a veteran oh you go to operation barnabas and so people aren't out there trying to flounder and find these things they're right here under one roof and so it's pretty cool that we were selected to be the veteran project Mm. under under impact clay so so we're starting to pick up some of the grants and some of the the the, those kind of things out there but again we want this to be grassroots it's so much the grants are great we love working with but man when people when the people come together and say we're going to make a difference we're going to do this uh that's huge we love that and and to, to have everybody being able to say even if it's 16 dollars a month being able to say i i, I bought those shoes i helped mm-hmm. put those shoes on that on that young lady's feet man that's that's a huge huge thing so we like i said we we want everybody to come to the table do you have any events that are upcoming that we can help support yes ma'am so if you go to the website you will see this is pretty cool you'll see the veterans games coming up on october 2nd so We've been uh, having a lot of fun with that. It's going to be a great event here in Clay County um, at a place called Boogerville. <laughs> I love it. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a really cool time out there. But uh, if you want to challenge, so it is really cool. If you want to challenge a Navy SEAL and see if you can what? take him on in, uh, in some contests and things like that of strength and speed, and uh, we're going to have those kind of games going on. There's going to be giveaways. There's going to be prizes. There's going to be auctions. Um, it's just going to be an amazing, amazing time out there. So that's that's our big event coming up on October 2nd, and you can find all the details, again, on our on our website at uh, Operation Barnabas FL. you got to add the FL on there because uh, there's some other organizations in other states. But OperationBarnabasFL.com, you'll see all the, the information about the veteran game. I don't know why anybody would want to challenge a Navy SEAL, first of all. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be it'll be it'll be a really cool time. And uh, they, like I said, I, all the events are going to be, uh, uh, you know, you'll you'll have a chance. <laughs> is this the first time y'all have done the veterans games? Yes, ma'am. This is the first time, and uh, we hope it's not the only time. We're hoping to get bigger and better every year because this is something again to be able to bring the co- civilian community together yeah. with the veteran community. You know, I've been joking. I, I'm uh, I'm also working with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Clay County, and I've been able to talk to some of these high school guys. Like, hey. Hey, Raylan's an Army Ranger. You want to you want to take him on and yeah, you think you're legit? Fifty pounds. Yeah, yeah. Come on, come out here at October second. So we're we're uh, just gonna have a lot of fun with it. It's gonna be a good time. Music. Um, we got the band playing, and uh, just again praying for some great weather on October second. Mm-hmm. Some nice, cool fall weather, and getting a whole community together to say, hey, we are behind our veterans. We are behind. Because that's really why I got involved as a as a civilian was that I ninety percent of us are civilians, and I really wanted to say, you know man i saw all the news and i said man that's not how most people think <laughs> we we love these guys we love these and so how can we be a part of the effort how can we support these men and women um and that's what we want to do is pull in that civilian side with the with the veterans side by side having a good time and supporting the great cause well john one more time tell me the best way to get in contact with you and to learn more so operation barnabas fl.com is our website you can also reach the barnabas has its own line now it's uh, 904-788-5926 that's the barnabas line you can call or text that number and then we're also on uh facebook and instagram uh please follow us on on uh, facebook because you'll see the stories and that's one of the things we do is we we don't have a a slick script or, or crew the videos are real they're raw they're standing on the front porch with a veteran as he's moving into his new house um, so you can follow all those stories and see the pictures and see where that where all the everything's going right to these guys and, and making a difference in their lives. So and John, I'm sh- I'm sure even just driving home today, I'll see veterans on the side of the road. And 
And for those instances where we come in contact with them, can we throw your name out along with Operation Barnabas and send them your way? Absolutely. It's funny you said that because literally before I called you, I was at our partner, Stay Sweets Hotel, in the parking lot with Raylan and his wife. We were helping some vets and doing some things over there, actually moving some carpet and doing some things. (laughs) And standing in the parking lot, I saw a guy walk by with a cart. And I, just out of the corner of my eye, I saw a Vietnam vet. Dang. And we were busy co- conversing and talking. All of a sudden, I was like, whoa, wait a second. That's us. Yeah. <laughs> so I turned to him, and I said, hey, man. And I was able to share with him, and we're going to be able to bring him some meals today. We also can provide food um, to, to veterans mm-hmm. that are in need of meals. We, we have MREs that get donated. So it's funny because I tell them, I'm like, when I say MREs, they either are, like, really excited because some veterans love the, the military ready to eat mm-hmm. meals. And some of them, it's like, oh. Yeah, dang. Again. Uh, yeah, but uh, but yes, please, if you see veterans, send them to that number, 788-5926. Send them to the website. Uh, the application's on there. It says right at the top, need help, uh, need assistance. Just click on that. There's a simple Google form to fill out, and it'll come right to us, and mm-hmm. we'll get to work on it. And if we want to be a, a mentor, what kind of characteristics does that mentor have? So, number one, like I said, son of encouragement. Mm. Your job, your purpose, your role as a volunteer mentor is to encourage if somebody, if they're making, you know, if there's some tough decisions that have to be made, if there's some other things going on, you know, that's our job as the Operation Barnabas team. But your job as a mentor is to be that cheerleader, to be that encourager, praying for them, uh, being willing to step into their life, being willing to, 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 you know, take a call maybe late at night. You know what I'm saying? Maybe there's something going on where there's a need for something, an emergency or prayer. So just being on call, being ready to pour into that person's life for 30, 60, or 90 days or longer. Because like I said, I never thought, for, you know, when I started mentoring Trey, I didn't know this was going to be a lifelong yeah. part of it. Um, so we, we don't, you know, but just have that caring heart. Be a good listener. And uh, again, be ready and, and just kind of humble and, and willing to mm-hmm. just, like I said, be a, be a Barnabas. That's it. Be, a, be, mm-hmm. be an encourager. And I lied one more time now um, on the best website and phone number to reach y'all, John. Operation Barnabas FL. Dot com and the number is 904-788-5926. Okay. Well, John, thank you so much for all you do and for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Thank you, Colby. It's always an honor. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio.